Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, we're glad you're with us once again. Another week of Growing in Grace, our little humble podcast here on our corner of the World Wide Web. I'm Mike Kapler, along with Joel Brzezinski and um, growingingrace.org. We were talking last week about old podcasts that are still up and available for people to uh, to listen to and download, growingingrace.org. How's it going there, Mr. Joel? Very well, very well. And yes, uh, I don't really do a whole lot uh, on that website as far as growingingrace.org. Post uh, our weekly podcasts. But yeah, things are going well here. I'm loving this podcast series that we're doing here on Growing in Grace. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, we're going to be guests uh, pretty soon. We're trying to work out a date. Maybe by the time this airs, we will have already done it. But um, there's a podcast called the Grace Cafe Podcast. And uh, so we'll be um, guests on that pretty soon here. So stay tuned or stay plugged into the website, growingandgrace.org, for info on that. And uh, the Psalms into Proverbs. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Compared to amateur verbs. Yeah, or um, um, anti-verbs. <laughs> um, you made a point last week in that people just sort of often think of the, the Psalms, for example, as a, a book to gain wisdom. Um, I'm, I'm certain you can do that. But I'm going to, I think, you know, again, we, we weren't going to go through a whole bunch of different chapters and verses here in the Psalms and the Prophets, but try and help you adjust to a mindset when you're reading through these books. Um, the Psalms, I'm just going to challenge you because, you know, in, in traditional Christianity, we often go to something like the Psalms and Proverbs and, and we find, you know, certain, I think we approach it from the mindset of there's a bunch of stuff in here for me. There's a bunch of encouragement here for me, some comfort, some wisdom, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that there isn't that. I'm not saying that. But I would suggest that it's very possible most of what is in there, the vast majority of what is in those passages there that we were just referring to, are not directed at you and I today in a new and better covenant. You'll find all kinds of things written from the perspective of the law and the people who were under that first covenant which was basically a hopeless situation for them, right? So there's a lot of talk about different things. Um, you know, I, I, don't even, I don't even know where to begin as far as giving some examples. We gave some last week out of Psalm 119. But I would just suggest that there's a lot of things that we try. You know, I hear it all the time, Joel. So do you. We've all, we've all done it. We all hear it. And that is somebody's going to quote a verse or two. And um, it's going to sound kind of nice and religious, and yet it, at times it may not even really, in context, have anything to do with the real situation going on in your life. And I would suggest that the reason a lot of these things have been written in the Psalms and the Prophets is to help us understand what those people were going through from that perspective. Also, I think something 
that we don't always see in these passages, but it's there. Um, and and I, I don't know what the magic answer is to dig all of them out, but I think that these refer more to Jesus Christ than they do to us. I think the Psalms apply more to the subject of him than they do to us and in our daily situations and lives. And I know some people are going to kind of choke on that just a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. just the, the, the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, there's so much in here that, that just doesn't really uh, apply to us today. So I, I was looking through something uh, in Psalm 119 last week, and now I don't think I can find it. But, um, oh, here it is. Uh, remember the old Amy Grant song? Um, your, your, your word is a lamp unto my feet mm-hmm. and a light unto my path. What, what happens after that? I have sworn an oath <laughs> and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. And then he, they go on to say, I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. And, and it goes on from there. The, the entire psalm is basically from the perspective of someone who is trapped under that first covenant without being able to get out of it. Uh, it was a curse that they were under, ultimately. So I, I, I want to, hopefully before the end of the program, Joel, point out some things that we, we see in, in the New Testament, too. But I, I'm just trying to get people's heads spinning here a little bit, because I think the Psalms, again, are more about uh, people under the law and looking forward to the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, than they are for us today. Mm-hmm. I think one of those examples of that is, Probably one of the most uh, famous or more well-known messianic psalms pointing ahead to Jesus, Psalm 22, starts off, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Of course, Jesus himself quoted those words on the cross. At the time when this was written, this is a psalm of David, it says, To the chief musician set to the deer of the dawn. A Psalm of David. So David wrote these words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, O my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and am not silent. And so David was obviously going through something here, and he thought that God had forsaken him. Of course, God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Um, I think even back then, you know, the Lord would, the Holy Spirit would come upon the people and then depart in that sense. But I think that David had never, I don't think God ever actually left David. But the point here is that, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was something that was pointing ahead to something that would happen on the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus quoted those words when he was on the cross, overwhelmed with what was going on. He became sin for us. (laughs) And so that's what was going on with Jesus. And so that's just one example of of many of how the, the Psalms, you know, you might be feeling like you're going through something, and you might feel like God has forsaken you. And so you might say, why have you forsaken me, God? But really, we know now in the New Covenant that God says, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And so that's just another example of some of the uh, words in a psalm that, and again, like you were saying, we don't, we're not saying th- rip these pages out of your Bible. We're not saying throw these away, as is the case with this whole series. We always want to make the point, 
look at these verses in context and try to understand what's being said and what it's for. Sometimes there's dual meaning in a verse. Uh, sometimes it might apply to you. Sometimes it might be pointing to Jesus. Sometimes it might be pointing to something else. But always just look at these things in context. Yeah, I mean, when you see somebody talking about the law and how they are dedicated to keeping it and how they hope God is going to forgive them and they're sure that he will again, uh, I mean, we can look at those things now and say, wow, I'm so glad I didn't have to go through that. Instead of looking at it and saying, wow, I, I better commit myself a little bit more here or I'm going to be in big trouble. Mm -hmm. um, context is everything. In John chapter 1, Jesus is, is gathering disciples and he decides to go to Galilee. Anyway, um, Philip, I think, gets a hold of Nathaniel. Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Eh, let me back up a verse. Philip found Nathaniel and said, hey, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. You got to come see this guy. Then Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come on and see. So Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and he said, behold, which also means, wow, <laughs> my version. Wow. Uh, an Israelite, indeed, in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael said, hey, how do you know me? And Jesus said, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael said, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. And Jesus said, wow, because I said to you, uh, I saw you under the fig tree. You believe just because of that, you'll see greater things than these. So a couple of things here. I find it interesting that you know, we assume they didn't have cell phones back then, but it says before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. So I assume there was a phone involved. Um, <laughs> ha ha. And then the other thing to, I, I think that should be pointed out here is that these guys knew they were looking for somebody. How did they know? Because the law as written through Moses, and the prophets talked about somebody coming along. We found the one whom the scriptures are speaking of. I find that interesting. And looking ahead to uh, Luke 24 now, we see where after Jesus rose from the dead, he pulled up alongside a, a couple of guys who were walking along, and they weren't even aware that it was him, but they were talking about this whole thing with, with Jesus being crucified and they don't even know where the body was and, you know, all this stuff. And Jesus is walking along and he begins to teach them from what? The Old Testament scriptures. And then shortly after that, he goes to the disciples. Uh, and they're all kind of wallowing around in their own little room, probably hiding out. And Jesus walks through the wall and he begins to teach them. He said, look, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in what? In the law of Moses and the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Wow. <laughs> 2445, what a powerful statement. He opened their minds to understand those Old Testament scriptures, and he said, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. So, Joel, I know we only have a couple minutes left, so I'll turn this back over to you. All right, and just one last time, we're, we're in the New Covenant epistles, in the New Testament epistles. In the book of Acts, actually, uh, we see Paul is talking, and uh, real quickly, he's, he quotes 
from. He says, as it is also written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Again, when that psalm was written, it had one meaning, but it was also looking ahead to the Lord. And, you know, the Lord God Almighty and Jesus Christ, the Son, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken thus. And he quotes again, I will give you the sure mercies of David. And he, David goes on, therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. So we do get a lot out of uh, these different psalms and the prophets, and all throughout the Old Testament even, you'll see these things that are pointing ahead to Jesus. They give us a picture. Uh, Sometimes it's a little cryptic. Sometimes we don't exactly understand really what's going on. We don't necessarily see the full picture, at least when those words were written under the Old Covenant and back in Old Testament times. They might not have fully understood how it was going to come about. But now that we have the New Covenant, we have these scriptures, we can look back and we can see, oh, that's what that was about. So, there we have it, uh, talking this week about the Psalms and the prophets, and we'll uh, move on with our series, summarizing the scripture, talking about some more things that we see in the big picture of the scriptures next week, right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.